you've reached the monetization matrix with me, your host, Christian Hansen, your expert with insights into payment and subscription strategies, where I discuss how to help you monetize your products and services for growth. Welcome to episode four of the monetization matrix with your host, me, Christian Hansen where today we're going to discuss crushing involuntary churn. Churn is an expensive problem. And I would argue that churn is one of the most important KPIs for your business. Almost more important than revenue, because if you're losing all your subscribers, then you have no revenue and you have no growth to worry about. Don't even start worrying about your NPS if all your subscribers are gone. But, you know, They do play hand in hand. However, you know, the metric that I always look at is churn. And that that gets me to like, why why is it so important to to worry about churn? Well, it costs a lot of money to acquire a customer. And it costs even more money to try to get that customer to come back if they've they've quit for whatever reason. If either they canceled themselves voluntarily or they involuntarily churned. And um, now you've got to try to re-engage with them and get them to come back and sign back up. So churn is important and churn is what makes or breaks a lot of companies. Um, not only do you lose out on revenue today when a customer churns, if you're in a subscription-based business, but you lose out on all that future revenue as well. So you've got to fight for every single subscriber And today we're going to talk about some of the common reasons why customers churn and some of the high level techniques that you should be thinking about employing. So that way you can retain your customers and grow your business. Um, I would say, you know, having a robust payments and subscriptions recovery program is an absolute must if you have a subscription business or you're thinking about starting one. I've seen a lot of companies at this point in my career that kind of fell into subscriptions and they didn't really think about the fact that they were going to be facing so much uphill battle in terms of churn. Um, And they didn't have strategies in place and they didn't know it was going to be a problem. They just thought that they would grow. So if you're, if you're a veteran of the, the churn space, welcome. If you're new to the party, welcome as well. Um, you know, that's the, the great part. Churn is always, always happening. There's always new techniques and how to fight it. There's different ways to fight it. So to me, churn is a really interesting space. Um, kind of to, to start off there, there are three different types of churn. There's overall churn, churn of your business. How many people are canceled in total, um, during a billing period, but I, you also have to break it down to kind of like two other areas, two other sectors. You have your voluntary churn and your involuntary churn. Your, your voluntary churn is when someone cancels. So, you know, maybe they didn't like your service or it was too expensive or they di- it didn't deliver on the, the promise that they, they expected. So they have canceled. They've either went online, they've canceled, they've called you and canceled, but they have intentionally chosen to leave your, your service, your product, whatever. 
Today, we're not going to talk about voluntary churn. There's a whole different uh, technique involved in trying to save these types of customers. Involuntary churn, on the other hand, is when you just can't collect payment. So this customer has never actually told you that they want to leave. They've never specifically indicated that they don't like your service, your offering, your product. Um, But for whatever reason, you can't collect payment from them. So if you can't collect payment from someone, do you keep giving them access to your services or do you cut them off? Do you cancel them? And depending on the type of of, uh, business you have, the industry that you're involved in, there might be some compliance reasons, some regulatory reasons why you might have to cancel these subscribers. Um, At at even its highest level, you would probably want to cancel them because you don't want them to get your services for free. Uh, even if there aren't any compliance related uh, things involved. Um, well, like how big of a problem is this? Well, I, it really depends on on your business. Like every company has a different level of involuntary churn. So I do not want you to walk away from this podcast and say, oh, well, Christian says this is a good involuntary churn rate. This is a bad involuntary churn rate. It will be specific to your business. It will be specific to a a, a number of different variables. So how often do you bill someone? Are you billing them monthly? Are you billing them semi-annual? Are you billing them every 12 months? Um, When (laughs) a couple of years back, I signed up for Disney when, when Disney created their Disney Plus. And I was able to sign up on a, I think it was like three year term. So I was paying up front like 160, 180 bucks or whatever it was. And I got a really cheap price, but they weren't going to charge my card for, I think three years. It was like two or three years, something crazy. And I was like, how does that work from a churn perspective? Like you're not going to charge my card for all this long. A lot of things could happen to my payment method over the course of two to three years. So anyway, point being like, your business and how often you charge someone is going to be part of the equation here. Another thing to consider is um, how much are you charging? So, you know, I know like some companies are charging $99 a month. Some are charging 10 bucks a month or, you know, $7.99. So um, depending on how much you're charging customers um, and how frequently you're charging customers, you have um, different different aspects like the concept of insufficient funds um, is important when we're talking about involuntary churn. And if you're going to charge someone $1,000 a month for something, um, how often is someone going to have $1,000 versus $10? So your, your churn is going to be different and your churn profile of your customers is going to be different if you have a high value, um, high priced um product or service versus a low priced one. Um, But, you know, that kind of gets us to um, like, what are some of the common reasons for involuntary churn? Well, one of them, one of the main ones is outdated uh, payment information. So cards are stolen. Cards are sometimes, uh, you know, you get a new card, so maybe it expires. Um, or so this happens quite often, you know, just think about like 
how often do you change your bank account? Like, do you do that every year, two years, three years, four years, 10 years? Um, How often do you get a new credit card or debit card issued to you? Is that every three years, four years, two years? Um, What if, you know, something happened at one of your banks or they came out with new cards and new design. And so now they sent you a new card. Um, There's a lot of reasons why cards can go um, out of date. Another um, problem issue is um, there's, there's this concept of like hard and soft declines, insufficient funds. So like I was just mentioning about the, the, the price of your product. So a lot of people come to me and they say like, hey, we have a lot of insufficient funds. I'm like, okay, well, how often are you charging? And um, how much are you charging for? Um, and what kind of payment methods are you accepting? Because depending on the type of payment method, like think about like a credit card versus a debit card versus a prepaid card versus let's say a PayPal or a Venmo, Google Pay, Apple Pay, right? There's just so many different type of payment methods, but like a debit card or a prepaid card. And I mean, if we want to talk about craziness, there's like prepaid cards that are non-reloadable prepaid cards. Like there is a finite amount of money that will be on that card and that's it. It could be a $50 prepaid card and that card will never be updated beyond $50. And every single month you charge it $10, it will only exist for five months. And then that customer is gone. Um, If it's a debit card, well, those customers only have the money that's physically, physically is probably the wrong word, but that is physically in their actual bank account. So when you go to charge that card, if it's a debit card, and they don't have that money, then either they're going in overdraft or some other bad thing, right? If your customers are primarily paying with credit cards, well, depends on what their credit limit is, but higher likelihood that they'll be able to support the charge. Again, depending on what that charge is. Um, What I like about some of these digital payment methods, these digital wallets like PayPal, for instance, is that there could be a variety of different payment methods supporting that. So PayPal itself is a wallet, but attached to that could be a bank account, could be a debit card, could be a credit card, uh, could be funds that have been submitted into their PayPal wallet. So you're going to, you might see a better um, result if your customers are paying with digital payment methods than just debit. Um, So insufficient funds. Um, Another way that you're going to lose customers pretty quickly um, through involuntary churn is if you do not have a dunning strategy in place. So are you reaching out to your customers and saying, hey, your card failed. Please make a payment. You're going to lose access to this amazing service or product. Um, How often are you reaching out to them? Are you sending them one email? Are you sending them a text message? Um, Are you sending them in-app notifications to let them know that they don't have access or they're about to lose access to your um, service? So that's, that's another way to think about um, like how you reach out and contact your users so that they don't leave inadvertently. Like just imagine you had this amazing service and the customer didn't even know that their payment method failed. Cause you didn't let them know. 
So they would happily reach out. So make sure that you have an easy uh, way for them to update their payment method on file or create a new payment method on file. Um, which kind of now takes us into, and this isn't going to be an exhaustive list of all the ways that people involuntarily turn, but what are some of the ways that you can combat some of these really common reasons why people are churning involuntarily? So if it's an outdated payment, payment method, I would say, are you using account updater? Does your payment uh, processor have this as a service? If not, it's like a huge red flag. You've got to be updating um, the card. Um, there's account updater. There's real-time account updater. There is also this concept of network tokens as well. So I would say reach out to your processor and make sure that this is enabled if it is not already by default. Um, this is a great way to make sure that if a payment fails for whatever reason, that the most up-to-date uh, payment information is available. So that way your processor can then go um, and retry and reattempt that payment uh, that has failed uh, for that invoice. Which kind of leads me to a, a, a different um, area, which is um, how do you deal with um, people with insufficient funds? Well, are you just going to swipe their card one time, so to speak, and just try once? Or do you have some sort of retry schedule or retry strategy in place? So that way you can try to triangulate, although you don't know. I mean, you don't know what the deal is with this user, but you, you probably want to try to find a way to take funds from them because again, they never cancel. So if you have the concept of a grace period where they will still receive access to your services or products, like maybe you have a newsletter um, maybe you have a streaming video on demand service and maybe you want to, you know, not kick them off, but in the background, you want to retry their card on file and hope that one of the times that you retry that card, that they do have funds available. So what is your, your retry schedule? You know, do you retry once? Do you try immediately? Do you try a couple days later? Do you try on the weekends? Think, think about that a bit. And, um, you know, there, there are some best practices and I know depending on which processor you might be with that usually like if you're with like a Stripe, um, et cetera, those will actually have some form like a charge B. They actually have some sort of built in pre-configured retry cycle, like retry up to seven times every other day, but you got to start somewhere. And then you've got to refine it and you've got to start to understand who your customers are, what are the best times, days of the week, the month to retry these customers. Like, you know, some easy low hanging fruit. Do people get paid on Fridays? Yes. So if someone is not getting, is getting insufficient fun and you tried to build them on a Monday or Tuesday, maybe try a Friday, maybe try a Saturday. Um, people get, you know, um, depending on the country, people get paid on different times of the month. They get paid on the 15th. Maybe they get paid on the 1st. Maybe they get paid on the 30th. So there's there, there there's many articles around this out there on the interwebs that uh, you could look at. But those are some things to be mindful of um, is, is looking for a retry schedule. Um, I touched on it like ever so slightly a little bit ago, but there is also this concept, you know, of like hard and soft declines. 
a lot of the networks say, do not retry hard declines. I say, test it. Test out if you can uh, retry a hard decline and see if you can collect funds. Um, you, you will be charged and penalized for this, however. So don't, don't, don't do it uh, blindly. Like think about it a little bit and think, well, I might be charged a little bit, but if I can save this user, is it worth it to me? And how many times do I have to retry in order to save these users? So just be mindful. Um, you might want, want to do it to everyone. Maybe you A-B test it. Maybe you do it to 10% of your, your subs, depending on the, the decline type, the decline reason code. Another area um, that I think is important is your Dunning strategy. So as I was mentioning earlier about your outreach, like, are you messaging them? Are you letting them know that there's an issue? How often are you letting them know that there's an issue? Are you messaging them immediately after a payment fails? Are you waiting a couple of days, like three days, a week, two weeks? Like what is your, I guess, your level of ease with not having money from your customer and still allowing them to have access to your service? Um, I assume if you're listening, you're in the business of, of creating revenue. So you probably don't want someone freeloading for a long time on your service before you decide like, Hey, this is long enough time to get out. Um, so I think you should be thinking, okay, well, do I, do I create a strategy where I message them two or three times? What's the response rate? What's the open rate? Um, what's the click through rate and the number of payments that you're getting when you send out a payment on day two versus day four? What about on day five or seven? What about day 10 or 15 or what if you decide you want to extend the, the retry cycle to 30 days? Like there are certain parameters that you can go up against. And, and this also kind of gets back to, you're going to be doing these things in conjunction with each other. You're not doing them in isolation. So, so you're not just going to be emailing and potentially SMS messaging customers, hey, your payment failed. But you're also in the background going to be coupling this with trying to do account updater using network tokens where possible. Um, at the same time, having a retry schedule that you've created. Um, so you're going to be trying to capture and stop the involuntary churn in a bunch of different ways um, during this quote unquote grace period before you've basically thrown your hands up and you said, like, I've tried everything that I can do. I have tried you know, updating their payment method. It's either working or it's not working. I have tried messaging them. They are not responding to those, those, those emails. They're not responding to my SMS. I have retried them on payday. I've retried them on all the special days and none of it is working. Well, you know, at some point you need to send out that cancellation message. Hey, we're sorry. We couldn't collect funds. Now, depending on what your business is, like there's certain rules and regulations, I would, you know, say, talk to your, your legal team, get your advice about how you should do that. Um, but you're going to have to eventually cut these users off. And that's how the involuntary churn happens. So we're almost at the 20 minute mark here, but I hope today that you have a better understanding of involuntary churn and how it factors into your business and what some of the top reasons are for involuntary churn and what are some ways that you as a person operating the business can hopefully 
you know, create some strategies to help fight that involuntary churn by creating better, um, you know, payment information, um, creating some sort of retry strategy of some sort and testing that out and learning from your customers, um, messaging your customers to let them know that there's a payment issue. Um, and then, you know, hopefully before you even get into this whole space of involuntary churn, you've had a great customer experience that makes them actually want to be a customer in the first place. So the more that you have a great customer experience, the more likely the customers, when they get those messages from you saying that they're about to lose access to your amazing service, the more likely they're going to say, you know what, I'm going to make a payment right now because I love this company. So I hope uh, that's been helpful. Again, if you guys have any questions, issues, um, you'd like to talk about stuff, hit me up, Christian at paymentsforpayments.com. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Monetization Matrix. Remember to hit that subscribe button and tell all your nerdy friends.